0: Search engines should be a place for you to discover the world and make your own decisions about what you find. That's why Luxel is improving your access to information. The new search engine eliminates search engine bias that gets in the way of your searches. You can filter results to lean right or left, and from there you can sort it by Luxel's algorithm, alphabetically, and by freshness. Plus, there is no price for privacy. Luxel is free and doesn't track you or sell your data. So check out Luxel. that's L-U-X-X-L-E dot com And take control of your searches. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Ross Show. I am Adrian, and I'm glad you are tuned in for this episode which may be a little bit different than other episodes in that it's sort of an assortment of things. This is my birthday week. And so this is sort of a birthday week assortment. So you're either watching this the day before my birthday, if you're watching it uh, the day that it actually comes out, which would be Tuesday, September 26th, or you're watching it on my birthday, which would be Wednesday, September 27th, or you're watching this sometime later but in any case this is uh my birthday week on the to start actually by just sort of talking about what it's like to be 53 or the day before 53, depending on when you're watching it, or 53 plus some days. In any case, I'm grappling with the 53 part. Yeah, I am 53 years old this birthday. And it it really does conjure up quite a few (laughs) thoughts, (laughs) right? And um, one such thought is something that you hear people say all the time. And that is that time absolutely flies. Like, I don't know what I thought 53 was supposed to, supposed to feel like, but in many ways, I still feel like that girl in high school, you know? I still feel in some ways quite young. In other ways, my body's letting me know that i'm not that young but yeah um and i think back to my my dad my dad passed away when he was only 46 and i knew then that time flies you know and that things happen the unexpected happens um then when you find yourself uh yeah 53 years old it's like wow first of all um to follow that up, I'll just say, I, I thank God. I'm so grateful for the goodness of God. I'm so grateful, um, to be, to be here and I'm, I'm thankful for all of his blessings. And when I look back over my life, I, I have to say how amazing God is. I, uh, a few months ago, I did, um, a video to the song that, uh, the Winans cc Winans i was drawn a blank cc Winans sings about the faithfulness of god you know all my life you have been faithful cuz all my life- of the goodness of God. Such a beautiful song. And I just put together clips, videos throughout my life. And I posted it on social media and it was so amazing to be able to look and see uh, the journey of my life and to see God's hand in it all. Have there been difficult times? Absolutely. Am I going through some difficult times? I am. Um, I'm going through some things that no one really expects to be going through at 53 years of age. And that's all I'll say about that. Nonetheless, right? God is good. And so I look at that and I go, thank you, Jesus, for, for where I am, uh, where I am now. But I tell you what, as the birthdays continue to come, it really makes you realize how vulnerable we are how precious life is and how vulnerable life is and um and I'm right there right i i I find myself thinking along those lines more than I'd like to uh but more than that I'm, I'm thinking about the goodness of the Lord. have I accomplished everything that i I thought at one time that I would accomplish by the time I'm 53? No, I have not but like I said, when I did that video, I I saw that there have been quite a few accomplishments, but I'm not where I thought I'd be. And, um, and I'm, I'm not yet where I, where I expect to be uh, going forward because every day is a gift. And, um, and I still want to, to, to make an impact number one, for the kingdom of God. And, um, and, and, and the way that he chooses to to use me in his kingdom, I want to be faithful to that. And I want to be productive in that. It's one thing to be busy, a whole different thing to be productive. And that's what I desire to be. I'm a hard worker. Um, I have, uh, I'm a dreamer. And at the same time, I, I don't believe you just sit around and dream. I, I, I'm willing to, to take risks and step out and to... Um, and to make things happen, and uh, and so and God's been good through it all. So that's my birthday rant there, at least for today. Who knows how long I'll celebrate it? I have friends who celebrate for a whole month. I don't think I've ever done that, but um, I call it my birthday week. So at least a week, right? So thankful for that. And I'd appreciate your birthday wishes. You you can you know, Adrian Ross. Com at gmail.com. Feel free to send me a birthday message, but you know what? A wonderful birthday gift would be if you would do what I've been asking for so long, and that is, would you go to a podcast platform? Would you leave a rating and a review? Maybe maybe you could do that for my birthday. Leave a rating and a review. Also, go to my Substack, .substack adrianross.substack.com, and you can subscribe there. In fact, I'm planning to have a birthday special. A birthday special. It's already to, to subscribe as a paid subscriber. It's already incredibly inexpensive, but the support is really appreciated. But we're going to do a special that will be uh for my birthday. And, and I hope you'll you'll jump on board uh with that. All right. Adrian Ross.substack. Um, Happy birthday. All right. That would be, that would be wonderful. Okay. And then also make sure you go check out the podcasters on the BMG network. Now, before I transition to uh, the next topic on this, uh, this day where we are really handling assorted topics, let me remind you about we, the people let me remind you about We the People of Missouri.org. Make sure you go check that out. Their meetings are Tuesdays in Jackson, Missouri at Delmonico's at 5 o'clock p.m. And the guest for September 26th is Alan Redburn, who happens to be the state chair for We the People of Missouri. He's going to be talking about hope out of Chaos. So that's September 26th. Then the next meeting is October 3rd. Will Sharf will be there. He is a candidate for Missouri Attorney General. Guess what he's talking about? He's going to be talking about fighting back against the woke left. All right. So that is We the People. So go check that out. Now, uh, we're going to talk about various things today really quickly. On this birthday week on transition to former President Donald Trump. I wrote uh, an article for my Substack uh, the other day, and it pained me to have to write it. You know, I, I support uh, Trump. I know that he was an amazing uh, president. He, he doesn't get credit for that from some haters who just see him as the man who made the mean tweets, you know, but when it comes to substance, he did such wonderful things. I believe he can do wonderful things. But I had to I had to criticize, you guys know, all right, I'm not a sheep, I'm not going to follow anyone blindly, and, and I'm gonna praise when it's necessary, not necessary, I'm gonna praise when it's warranted, I should say, but I'm also going to criticize if I feel it's necessary. And uh, Trump had an interview with Kristen Welker of Meet the Press and the conversation turned to abortion, as it always does with candidates. And I feel that he absolutely bombed this uh, this area. And, you know, I have to first say, we know that Trump said that he would nominate pro-life justices to the Supreme Court. And he did that. And therefore, we, we were able to celebrate uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which is I obviously extremely huge uh, returning the power to the states, although I make no mistake about it. I believe that abortion should be banned federally. and I obviously would believe that because I believe that abortion is is murder, and so we don't leave murder to the states. it's a it's a federal thing. But I rejoice with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, obviously because it is a step in the right direction, and we know the huge role that former President Trump played in that. But in this interview, this Meet the Press interview, he really, um, Walker was asking him about the, a 15 week ban on abortion, where, where would he stand on that? And he really hemmed and hard, refused to answer the question, really. He said 15 weeks is what people are talking about. But he went on to say how, you know, I'm going to when I get in, I'm going to sit down with with all parties concerned and um, they're going to really like me. And we're going to you know, I'm not going to say 15 weeks, but but we're going to negotiate and and we're going to come up with something that is acceptable. And to this, I say, as I wrote about, the only thing acceptable about abortion is getting rid of it. okay that's the only thing acceptable. Um, Sitting down and negotiating, okay, we understand this is politics. You have to talk these things through. But what I wanted to hear from him was exactly where he stands. I did not want to hear him, Hem and Haw, and I did not want to hear him talking about babies' lives as some kind of bargaining chip. Mr. President, I want to give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand on this. I think this- they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me, what, let What's Mr. going President, to have to happen is you're going to have to, Kristen, please. you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months, you're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion after a certain period of time. If a federal ban landed on your desk if you were reelected would you sign it at 15 Are you weeks? talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 well, weeks. Well, people people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? Uh, uh, I would I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSanct is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Do you support that? you think I, that I think what he far? did is a terrible thing and a terrible... And this is what drives me up a wall, which is probably why I cannot stand politics as usual. I understand people that, you know, I know there are people going, yeah, this is politics, this is how it works, you know, deal with it. I, okay, I understand that this is politics, but this is the problem when people become politicians because they they don't answer straight um they don't stand for what they believe is right i assume that when trump says he's pro life that he means it you know he talks about being the most pro life president and there's evidence of that he has shown himself to be but he did not answer those questions as if that were the case he talked about babies as if we can just sort of you know oh let's agree on 15 weeks and this is the this was the thing that truly, truly bothered me the most. She talked, um, they talked about the six week ban, the heartbeat, the heartbeat bill in, in Florida. And, and Trump said, referring to Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor and the candidate for president, referring to him as DeSantis. We know he calls him DeSantis sanctus or De sanctimonious. And he said that that, that a 6 week ban when there's a heartbeat detected was a terrible mistake. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't I don't know how anyone who is pro life cannot say you know what we're going to stand for life. We're going to stand we the we want America to be a place. We really want the world to be a place, but you're running for president of America, the United States. We want this to be a place that embraces life. We want this to be a place where the most vulnerable among us are protected, are defended. Not that that was a terrible thing, it was a terrible thing. It's it's a terrible thing. I mean, I understand that DeSantis is your opponent, but there are some things that are bigger than politics and that should be the lives of babies. And so I, I, I respect Trump, but I'm not gonna be one of those people who will go along with everything he absolutely says, even if it means denying their own conscience and betraying their own conscience and their own conscience and their values, I will not be one of those people. Um, I absolutely will not be. He is not God. He does not deserve to be worshipped. Let's give credit where credit is due, but let's not, let's not fail to take a stand, even if that means that someone you respect and have supported deserves criticism. I I I truly hope that Trump will backtrack i i you know I, I don't know if i've ever seen trump backtrack i mean even when it comes to i ain't even going to say it cuz you know youtube got this thing when you when you when you talk about this particular thing but there is something that we all know about uh that trump gets a lot of criticism for from uh, his from his base even and he he doubles down he refuses to say you know what if i had it to do it over i would do this way i would have fired this person whatever he does not do it. So I don't know if he will backtrack or not, but this is, and and, and especially if you're a person, of, a person of faith, please hear me, please hear me. We have gotten so used to, we've gotten so used to the abortion issue being a political issue that we have forgotten that it is a life issue, that there are babies on the line. And we begin to talk about it as I'm gonna sit down and they're gonna like me and I'm gonna negotiate and we're gonna, you know, we have got obviously it's it's a battle whenever you're dealing with people with opposing views okay say that but at the end of the day your statement has to be but we will do whatever we can to fight for life not what the florida governor did is not not saying that that was a terrible terrible to try to protect life if it was terrible it wasn't terrible enough i'm not in favor of 15 weeks i'm not in favor of 6 weeks i'm in favor of discontinuing this absolute evil that we have embraced in this culture. And so it was, a, the six weeks is a step. Uh, the the reversal of Roe v. Wade, the overturning was a step. But as someone running for president, as someone who's who's put yourself, forth, as someone who's pro-life, and someone who's walked that walk even, um, I, I don't expect you to backtrack now uh, because you wanna take it to your opponent, And and Ronda Sanders. And then there's Nikki Haley, who pretty much says the same thing. And she's, I didn't agree with her. If you saw the first debate when the issue came up, she used this and she said it since we have to stop demonizing abortion. Well, I'm sorry, Nikki Haley. Um, No, abortion is demonized because it's demonic. And therefore, demonic things are, are demonized. They present themselves as such. When you talk about snuffing out the light, that God has given, that's demonic, and it you you don't make it. You can't pretty it up. You can't pretty up what abortion is. You just can't. Now, we we have to love people, and, and loving people means advising people that you know what this is not the answer. There are far, uh, there are huge repercussions emotionally, spiritually, even physically. From this, and so you're in a situation to use a term that I would hear um former Governor of Alaska Sarah Palin say all all the time she would talk about being in less than ideal circumstances, right? So so what we do is we say, you may be in less than ideal circumstances, but also, as the former governor would say, but we have to have to encourage women that they are strong enough, that they have enough support, that there are people who are willing to walk alongside them. So don't let your less than ideal circumstances cause you to do that which is demonic. And so I don't know, you know, people try to get votes and then they 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 they, get, they go off on on tangents and they fail to understand that. Um, that there's nothing good about abortion. Okay. Period. And it's not a political issue. It is a life issue. It, it just, uh, it just irks me because we have become like machines and like robots. And this is what you say. This is what you don't say. I'm looking for the people who will say, if it costs me everything, I'm going to make it clear. I'm going to make it clear. Yes. Ron DeSantis is my opponent, but I absolutely applaud the stand that he has taken. That's what I want to hear someone say. And then say, but it doesn't go far enough. Ultimately, ultimately, we want to encourage women to give life. And if they have to, if they have to choose adoption, what a beautiful option. OK, that's what I want to hear someone says who's not so bought and sold by politics and not so hungry for position that they're willing to make babies um, the sacrificial lambs. It's just not right. And it irks the snot out of me. And so I called uh, Trump out on it. There are people who are going to disagree because it doesn't matter what it is. If it's if, if, if Trump can do no wrong, he can say no wrong. And that's a scary place that we're in whenever we go down the road where the person is bigger than the principles, we're in deep doo doo. Okay. And so I, I do respect um the former president. Um I know he did a wonderful job. I appreciate um the 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 justices he um you know he recommended he nominated. I I appreciate um I appreciate uh, the successes that he has had but I would love for him to backtrack on this to clarify his terrible mistake comment uh <clears throat> that would be um really really uh, and i'm not the only one i'm hearing others say that and of course i'm hearing other people who just say whatever he says is fine because that's where they are um but um uh, but i just had to say that so that's this is one thing uh, that i want to talk about now let me move on to something else and, and that is um the senate majority leader chuck schumer senator schumer who has uh, ditched the dress code for the Senate. And I wrote about this also, because I think this is um, obviously not on the same level as uh, the abortion issue, but I think that this is an issue that, uh, I mean, it might seem like a small issue, like, oh, you know, it's just clothing, but it speaks volumes. And Exhibit A, as I wrote about, is Senator John Fetterman from the state of Pennsylvania? Do comes to work in these baggy shorts, and I mean, and I don't just mean like like tailored shorts. I mean basketball floppy, sloppy shorts, and a big old hoodie. And you're on. You you come to work looking like that. How you doing, Senator? Welcome back, How you doing, Senator. Senator How are you Senator. feeling, Senator? Senator, are you confident you could serve your full you six feeling? years? It's great to be back! Thanks, sir. I I not got out of the vehicle that pulled up right in front of the Capitol mid-afternoon as the Senate returned from recess. He was wearing his familiar hoodie and gym shorts. And that's exactly what's wrong about what's wrong in Washington. We're playing with the livelihoods of millions just so the GOP can just turn the screws against uh, hungry Americans. He showed up with just hours, hours after that, bra- that bridge collapsed there. And he promised to make sure that any resources that they needed, and any help and support. And guess what? And guess what? That that, that bridge was rebuilt less than a year, well, well, in front of time. You are a senator, for crying out loud. You have been voted in to represent your, your state. You represent the United States of America on a bigger level. And you come in looking like you just walked off the basketball court even basketball coaches look better than that I know I mean when I was a basketball coach girls varsity basketball we were expected to dress up hey, that's what you were expected to do but I, I just feel like this is this dropping the co- um the dress code even though they say it was it was an unwritten code no one can find and find anything in writing but it was serious I mean it was serious enough that you know, it is serious enough that a sergeant at arms um, upholds that and that if you were running in from rushing in from somewhere and you weren't dressed appropriately, you didn't, you, you were a guy, you didn't have your suit and your, your you know, your jacket and your tie and all that, that you, and you had to vote, they actually could kind of have, they could step like one foot uh, onto the floor, you know, into the chamber and lift a hand to vote or whatever. And then they would step back. That's how serious they took it. And you're like, oh, that's too much. Ah, maybe that, maybe you think that's too much. That That's whatever. But, but I'm saying that when you just relax all standards, when you have a senator, I mean, there's video footage. There's video footage of John Fetterman at the podium. Everybody else got on suits. And the president of the United States, meaning Joe Biden is there. And 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 you're you're in the presence of the president and you just look like just anything. And I I don't understand that because and, and um other Republican um lawmakers are speaking out and they're they're saying this is an embarrassment that Schumer should be embarrassed, that um obviously John Fetterman uh should be embarrassed so it seems like this this cold ditching was for him. Um And people are like, well, that's I mean, this is this is embarrassing, you know, and and someone said, well, you know, what? you go to a wedding, you usually dress, dress out of honor for where you are. You go to a funeral, you dress a certain way out of honor for the for the loved ones of the deceased. And yet you represent the United States of America. As a senator, and and it just it's it just is further evidence of the decline of culture. Can how you dress represent a decline of culture? Yeah, yeah, because it shows what you think. It's it shows how you are willing to present yourself. It's like you just you, your attitude is like you don't value. The position that voters have put you in, you don't value those who came before you. You just show up like they should be they should just be glad I'm here. No, you should be glad to be there and you should represent your state and your country well. And I'm sorry, coming in with a hoodie and coming in with shorts, that's you know, that's not cool. It's just not. And, and can you imagine walking into the chamber and everybody's dressed like Fetterman, And this is this is the representation of the United States. Our senators looking like this. And meanwhile, their aides, the aides are still dressed up. Isn't that weird? Your senators can just wear whatever, but their aides still have to look a certain way. We can do better than this. And again, I believe that this is indicative of something larger. So if you're inclined to think, ah, it's just about clothing, think again. It is indicative of something larger as a culture and the decline we find ourselves on and seem to be okay with, it's not okay. But Schumer says it is. So Senator Susan Collins of Maine, the Republican from Maine, she obviously, she i shouldn't say obviously because you know uh, people think different ways but she has voiced her uh disapproval as well and she said you know i think i'll just come in tomorrow with with a bikini now i think it's safe to say as i wrote that nobody know that <laughs> but anyway she's making a point and to his credit west virginia uh senator joe manchin has um apparently looks like he's he's uh submitting uh, reportedly uh, submitting a proposal to get this dress code thing turned around. So, you know, we know Manchin, he's always a bit of a thorn in the side of other Democrats. And actually, there's been talk of him uh, becoming an independent, but haven't heard more uh, about that. But anyway, um, so that's just another thing in this birthday week assortment of topics here. Um, here's something else. Um if you don't know, make sure you check out that the Taking It to the Streets edition of the Adrian Ross Show that I started, um, and I've done two so far. Just going out on the street, I have my I have my phone, and I just stop people and ask various questions. Um, the first time I went out, I talked about, I asked people how engaged they were uh, politically. I talked about um, if the primary uh, had, were today, how would you vote? We, we got into some things. It was really interesting. And I was on the streets. And then I went over to um, the Southeast Missouri State University. I went over to SEMO because I like talking to young people. I like talking to young minds. We got, really, got some fascinating comments there. And then I went out the next week so I went out again and that episode is now available and I had some really interesting conversations didn't expect some of them ended up having sort of like an immigration theme I didn't know when I stopped these people anything about them had um I had one uh one young man and this is how I ended it and he shared how his life was absolutely turned upside down He had been addicted to pornography, he said. He called it a severe addiction for 10 years. But he tells his story. I didn't expect it, but I rolled with it. Uh, and, it, and it floored me. So taking it to the streets. So if you go onto YouTube at the Adrian Ross show, you can watch, of course you can listen on the podcast platforms and the BMG network, but these kinds of episodes, I would like you to to watch. I think you you would appreciate being able to, to, to uh, see the people. And again, this last one, was really fascinating as well. And that one was just on the SEMO campus. I went right back to the CMO because I really like digging into the young people. And so people are like, oh my goodness, Adrian, especially the first week you didn't, I know you wanted to push back on some things they were saying politically and saying about Joe Biden and saying about Trump or whatever. And you didn't do anything. And you know why? That was because I determined that taking it to the streets was not going to be about um, pushing back. It wasn't going to be about um, embarrassing anybody wasn't going to be about any of that it was just going to be about hearing what people had to say you know we can we can go in with our agenda we can go in and try to trap people and put them push them in a corner and all that that was not my goal that is not my goal with taking it to the streets there's a time and place for that kind of thing but i just want to hear from people and so all just getting out there and just stopping random people and i appreciate those who are willing to stop now i'm telling you this because i want you to be watching But also I post these things on social media and snippets and various things like that and the link to the YouTube and all that. But for some time, Facebook has been shadow banning me. And I picked it up uh, more, maybe two, three months ago now. And it is extremely frustrating because you're doing things, you're out there, you're talking to people or we're doing this conversation right now and it's very frustrating when you're fighting a fight, when you're when you're when you're coming, um, when you're sharing important information, when you're pouring your heart into something, and then nobody sees it. And that's what's going on. Anything serious, it's like it's crickets. And I know that Facebook is doing it now. If I can put up um, a cat video, not a problem. Um, but Something, if it's something else, if it's something serious, if it's about the podcast, if it's about my sub stack, if it's about anything serious, it's it's there's a sh- there's shadow banning going on. It's so frustrating. And I say that to say this it's very difficult to even go on Facebook and say, hey guys, I'm being shadow banned about XYZ because if they don't see it, then they don't see it. So if you're watching this and you tend to watch this or listen to this, then know that taking to the streets comes out know that I post various things on Instagram and on Facebook and on, on Twitter and you make it your business to go. And because if you're relying on seeing something, um, you, you, there's a lot you're not going to see because um, social media is um, is trying to, to hide my stuff. So you do that on your own. And if I can just um, encourage you um, to, to like and to share and, and to comment, and to subscribe and all that um i have a lot of facebook friends for example but very few of them ever um engage i have people who will come up to me and they'll say hey you know um i really love your podcast wow you're doing you know you're doing great things in in, in your writing and i really and i appreciate that but um and i so thank you for those who, do, who are coming to me and telling me that but if you're looking at the Substack, how hard is it? Like, click like, and you think, well, what difference does it make? My understanding, I don't understand all how it works, but my understanding is that it does make a difference. It makes a difference in terms of, you know, the whole algorithm thing. And, and so the likes and the comments and the ratings and all those do help. So when I ask for that, it's not because I'm like, Oh, tickle my fancy. Oh, make me feel good. You know, well, it is good to know that your work matters. You know, it is that, that, that counts, you know, it matters to a person who is, who is working hard and fighting hard, but it also is going to help in the long run in terms of how far and wide it goes. But if my, if the people who enjoy it, don't ever take a, a second to hit like, or leave a comment or engage, then, then it's, a, you know, I'm like stuck, so uh, I'd appreciate if you would do that. I'm just being vulnerable and honest there, but but again, make sure you're not you know make sure you go, you check, you go to the um, uh, YouTube and you subscribe and and cl- subscribe and click your notification so you get notifications, and uh, and then also check my timeline on Facebook. Go to in- Instagram, Adrian Ross NY two the numeral two M O, um, and 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 check that out as well. So taking it to the streets is so so. Um, fascinating. All right. So that will do it for this episode of the Adrian Ross show. This is just a birthday week assortment. All right. And uh, adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts and, uh, or wish me a happy birthday. Do the same in the comments on YouTube. Make sure that you go to the BMG network and check out the other podcasters there. That is the bmgnetwork.com com. Go to my Substack and subscribe. Check it out, AdrianRoss.Substack.com. And as a reminder, we the people meets every Tuesday, five o'clock. You local people in Jackson, Missouri, at Delmonico's. That is we the people of Missouri.org. And you can shoot them an email if you'd like at WTP Cape County, MO. At gmail.com. We the people. All right. So thank you again for tuning in. And I will catch you the next time. God willing. God bless you. Amen.